0: Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the No More Leadership BS podcast. We're here to share a little bit of our insights and thoughts and glad you're here to join us. And now If you're driving, if you're at work, wherever you are, hope you're having a great day and hopefully this conversation will help influence how wonderful your day is going. And to do that, we're going to talk to some of our Besties here. We've got uh, Jeff Geyers in the house. Jeff, what's to hey to the people?
2: Hey, people.
1: So beautifully done. Come on, Roy, I followed correctly. My <laughs> Niners. My <laughs> Niners. What up, peeps? All right, GF, how you doing? I'm
3: doing great. I'm still trying to figure out what are the Niners. Is that like a, a team that plays a sport that you like or something? I don't know. Such a, appreciate sports balls. Sports balls. Exactly. It's balls. <laughs> Sorry, Myra. <laughs> we digressed hey, already. Myra's
4: here. <laughs> How come you always uh, wait till last? How come I'm never first? You offended me.
3: I was Is the first. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> best
4: for last. Always. <laughs> okay. Then I'm not offended.
1: Linear. I'm just going down the order of the y'all on my screen. So that's only to see that. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> So, today we're going to talk about how we as individuals interact with the world. And we're going to go through three different stages. And before you've already fallen asleep, this should be a fun conversation. It sounds super nerdy on the, the get go, but we're going to talk about dependence, independence, and interdependence. Wake up, Conroy. I'm sorry. Okay, he's good. <laughs> sorry, he's sorry, good. sorry. So, there's something that I enjoy about our American culture. And it's this phrase pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And if you're wearing boots, or even I've got some fancy pants hiking shoes, there's literally a strap, a loop, something on there, not every pair of cords, but many, where you put your finger in, help pull your shoe on your foot. So now think about that. That's rugged independence. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's also a physical possibility. Just try it. Just standing <laughs> there, walking <it> around, <laughs> taking a walk, Bend down, grab those bootstraps and pull. And uh, what I want you to do is, when you put in the chat for this podcast, tell us how far off the ground you lifted yourself. We're all dying to hear how it's not up. out. What we're going to talk about it, start off with is um, nobody does anything all by themselves. I know already I've got some people who probably have hives, but imagine the the accomplishments we have every single day. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. Think about the support the resources, the access to things, whether it's electricity or shelter or things you haven't built on your own, there's things out there that, even you may be uh, uh, feeling independent, there's quite a lot of dependence going on, and dare I say as we'll get to interdependence. So thinking first about uh, dependence, it it has a a ring of being not terribly self-sufficient. And there's some truth there, but think about how it happens in a day-to-day basis. If you go out looking for a job, You put out your best resume, your best cover letter. And now once it's down to the ether, you are hundred percent dependent on somebody else seeing that and deciding you're worth having a conversation with. There's no more levers you can pull. You're dependent on them to say, Hey, I want to talk to you. So that's a bit of a big space, Uh, a smaller, more minor issue. Somebody might say, I need to go to college. I've got Google. That's great. And. Who wrote Google? I'm not, this isn't about the your education. It's about the access to the information. And so even if you feel like you will to be independent, dependence shows up in very different ways. So I wanted to ask the group about some of your experiences when you've been dependent on somebody else for your success. Isn't that
0: the definition of leadership though? For me, so, it, to, to, to be a leader, it's, it's the I go, we go mentality. It, for me, it's I'm not successful unless the team's successful. So I need to make sure my team is successful in order for me to be successful. For me to be successful, so I got to get the best out of my people, get the best resources to my people so they can do the best job possible because my goals are totally dependent upon their achievements.
2: Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then, not to get too, uh, philosophical, but I I think dependence kind of the the way the world was put together, our experience with dependence is actually before, but the moment you're born, you're, you are 100% dependent on someone else. You have no ability of your your own, you're going way, way back for you. That's where it starts. And that's my point. I think that's how the world was put together. And that this whole (laughs) dependence thing, that the relationship thing is a requirement yeah way back uh, yeah decades six or more well, oh, you, <laughs> Thanks, thanks Conroy. when you and Jesus were in daycare together when I was born, you're the
0: first guy I met, so you're only, well it wasn't the dark ages then it was just the ages
4: i I just i I have to push back Jeff Conroy just a little bit because oh. dependence, I don't think is real accurate for leadership. I think maybe interdependence is more accurate because they depend on you, you depend on them. I'll give you that. And it's, it's a symbiotic relationship that has to go both ways. It has to go both. (laughs) Hey, Sam, we're just ahead of your schedule. Go to the end of line, you are no longer a leader.
0: (laughs) 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 No, but I agree with you. I think as a leader, you bring something to the table, but you've got to You've got to have the skill and the talent to draw it out of you.
4: But you're, right. you're also depending on their willingness and to be led. Correct. And to do, cause not everybody is in that position. So anyway, that's what came to mind. I thought that's really interdependence, isn't it? So what do you guys. Doesn't it
3: start off I'm, that I'm, way? Wouldn't you think it starts off as somebody who comes in new to the organization, they have a dependence on the people around them to train them how to become independent. So that they can be an interdependent part of the team. It's that secular, they are all They all play a part, and a, play a role. It's where you are and if you can recognize it. Mistake. you know, when
1: people talk about new programs, businesses, leaders. We use some of the same kind of language that, that guy was pointing towards. Things are in their infancy of development. That infancy means it doesn't know the world yet. It doesn't understand things. It's fully dependent on all the other inputs to make it make sense. And so when you're a new leader in the role, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. You're completely dependent on people telling you what's what about the culture. And you have to then understand what does fit the mold of that culture and what's that one person's perspective of that culture. And trying to understand those pieces without yet having the full comprehension. You're dependent on learning and watching and waiting. And it's not exactly comfortable most of the time. So as we think about the depending on the other things, let's move to independence because Myron wants to jump to the punchline. So let's just get down that road. Let's just make this path. Uh, we're talking about the <laughs> independence. Yeah, I mentioned the, uh, the bootstraps metaphor. And I do want you to think about uh, the Americanism of the rugged independence. What does that mean? I'm asking for introspection from you listeners and hopefully you're keeping your vehicles on the road. What does that mean to you, this, this version of independence? And think about how that shows up in your work life and your personal life, because as we walk through this life, chances are decent we're doing it with other people, and so independence and the relationships can sometimes come at odds. And what I want will talk about a little bit more is that the independence is a little—we feel like we want to be stand on our own feet, knowing full well of other people in this equation, so massive group. When you have had issues of independence pop up when you were leaders, maybe when you were in a, on a team. How did the independence show up and what was the general reaction to it? So that, that's a clumsy question. I'll get to a point. I used to, we used to talk about autonomy and independence in a role, in a position. And then when that person wanted that decision to be made their way, but it didn't fit policy procedure or whatever, they get upset. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We said autonomy, we said independence, but we meant within these parameters. We didn't mean full on crazy town, go do whatever you want. There's a boundary here, which caused some stress and some struggle because we didn't define our version of independence and so it took uh, a little bit of time to understand that issue and then stop saying autonomy and stop saying independence and start saying teamwork and collaboration. So with that slightly different lead-in, I'm ready for storytelling, who has some insights on their versions of independence in their workspaces. Man,
4: I don't know if this is, my independence is probably one of my greatest assets and biggest liabilities all at the same time. Because I can work independently, prefer to work independently of constraints, but it doesn't foster a really good team environment. Mm-hmm. Because I I like to work together independently. That's just what I gravitate to. It You don't get as much done. But I want to tell you that I came by it honestly, because my mother told me the minute I learned how to talk I said the first me do it myself I was born independent and <laughs> me do it myself no and way yes absolutely way <laughs> but I I started out independent and because there was eight kids in the family independence was a really good thing because that was just one less person that you so's, know that you had to worry Bert. about. Oh, listen, we got hacked
1: there for minute. That was not one of us. That's not... how <laughs> you Russian troll <Toronto laughs> farm.
4: Yeah, <laughs> but my point there is, I had to consciously learn to work toward, and that's why I like Covey so well because that's his Seven Habits. The first three are in working through independence before you can be interdependent, and or anyway, the, there's three stages there that he goes through, and it is. I I struggle with the interdependence, and I struggle with that still at my age. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that independence is a bad thing. It's overly independent when you don't seek others for help, when you don't do uh, collaborate because two heads are better than one Sure, mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, that it gets in the way, and I see that not only we see it in our country right now. We we see I'm this is a This is a free country. Free is translated into independent, and we forget that we work together to make our country or our community or the the place that we work. Well, it, and okay,
0: so if, if to be independent, this is something that leaders struggle with because. I've heard so many times and I've used the phrase, I don't like it. When other people are in control of my destiny, mm-hmm. I, I like to be in control of my own destiny, but I know have experienced firsthand the amazing things that can happen as a team to, to stick with the team. Yeah. I could go out and, and do all my own stuff and do, and be me, but mm-hmm. first of all, it's not fun. I love the synergistic right. effort. I love the group effort. It's, to me. That's a lot of fun. That's where Meyer and I agree. Um, but it's also good to be independent, but independent comes with confidence. But if you have enough confidence, you should have confidence to know that you're better as a team than as an individual, but as an individual, you're bringing something to the team. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, for sure. So any other Jeffs have a comment about
2: independence? Independent together. You look into yeah. that's, that's a, Ed, yeah, I was good.
3: Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead, McCall. Well, in dependence. You're in dependence. You are depending on others. That's literally in the word in yep. dependence. Yep. Yep. So but you're that, in famous. You're more than famous. You're more than famous. You're infamous. In that's how famous they are. So that's why we're going to go to Mexico and play our oh gig. God. Oh my God. <laughs>
2: yeah. That was yeah. He, to, to me, it depends upon how fine a point you want to put on independent. If you really drill down, at least the way my brain works. Oh, boy. You cannot be 100% independent. No, I agree with that. Everything around us and in us and through us has been touched by someone else. And then what I was thinking about is the United States of America. And when was it 1776 or whatever, the declaration of independence, we hold these truths to be Mm self-evident and it was uh, about a community of people, not about An individual, even though that whole document is about the independence of a group of people, not the independence of singular people. Yes. Love that.
1: And as you may guess, and you've got from our podcast to this point, not just this episode, but our whole flavor, we're going to move to interdependence. That's where we gravitate towards naturally. There is the collegiality. How do we build on one another? How do we lift somebody else up? And so I'd like to share, you know, this interdependency idea. It's not the hippy-dippy free love stuff. It is actual community, teamwork, and making sure that we are Where moving than we is, are moving a similar direction and a similar pace. In nature, where you have animals depend upon one another, oftentimes for food, sometimes for protection, that's a symbiosis. In business, we call it synergy, where we help each other out. And there's all kinds of metaphors we use. One hand washes the other. I'll scratch my back if you scratch mine. Um, I won't turn you into the feds if you let me in on your scheme, the inside trading. You know how it goes, the usual <laughs>
3: stuff. <Normal>. The norms. <laughs> the regular things. <laughs> the politics in general. <laughs> no, just little things. Natural
1: stuff. The contracts that we have in place are meant to help us help each other out. And it takes time, at least for me, to learn that because of the bad, not training, but I would say social contracts are out there. We talked before about how sometimes leaders come in You know angry and mean that's the best way to motivate people in my experience my death one of my deficits was when people come to me once i had a position i felt had some sort of influence or power of any type when people came to me asking for something i thought they were asking for special favors or considerations or asking of me to give something and so of course my disposition in my head with that framing was i will be independent whatever you think you need from me, I will decide by golly, if this is the right way to go or not. But then once I backed off of that and started realizing if they're coming to ask for something, it just might be they need help. Not that they want to take a, an unfair advantage. So then the question becomes, how do I help this relationship? How do I help this experience get better for this person in front of me? And by the way, helping somebody else tends to give me somebody else who likes what I'm doing, which gets more people to, to succeed which isn't a bad place to be, but took time to get there. And so for you guys, I'm wondering if you had some similar experiences, wondering, or thinking about your transition from dependence to independence, into interdependence. If you could tell a brief story about
3: your, your experience. I taught kindergarten and that means I had two classes. I had an AM and a PM class, a total of 45, five and six year old kids that the first time they'd ever been in school and I didn't realize it at the time, but what I was doing was trying to teach them to be independent of me in the classroom. And in order to do that, we had to create community. We had to make sure that they were interdependent with each other. So if somebody was lacking a skill, there was somebody else on the team in the classroom that could help them out with it. And that I didn't have to be responsible for every single kid and every single kid's success at every single activity, because you physically can't do that. There's just there's the numbers, one to 24, one to 25 kids. And so what happened was is that eventually, after about, I want to say about five and a half, six months, they they were independent enough that they became interdependent. And so that they eventually what I did was I I was able to teach two full days of kindergarten without saying a single word because the kids took over the classroom. And it was an experiment I did. I just was like, let's see what happens. Like, why not? Let's try. Let's push the boundaries of what these kids can do and just see what happens. And it was the calmest, most peaceful, serene two days I've ever had in any classroom before or since it was absolutely amazing. And people, the principal walked by my classroom, literally just looks in the, in their jaws on the floor because the kids were so calm. They were running the classroom. They were doing all the talking. I didn't say anything. And I just, it was, and she's what the heck are you doing? And I took her out in the hallway and I said, I'm just trying to see how good they can do on their own mm-hmm. and see what we've done if, if what i've done is actually beneficial and greatest it was one of my greatest moments in education to see these little human beings how well they took care of each other but that came from independence which came from the dependence on me to give them the skills to become interdependent
1: right in and you weren't at that point necessarily teaching colors letters shapes and numbers but teaching how to be a person in
4: mm-hmm. a community
1: of other people. And, yeah. and that's huge. I think a lot of our, not a lot, that's not fair to say. Some folks in leadership roles maybe forget that they're also teaching and training about how to effectively function in that team, more so than doing a super awesome TPS report. How do you be a human here and how do you succeed in that way? Yeah. So Dyer, Conroy, Myra, anything else you want to share about your experiences?
0: No, I want McLaughlin to take those skills to her national government. That'd be.
3: I've not about that. I think it would take decades. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can we do this job without talking? Can we do this yeah. job without making fun of somebody else? Can we do this job right. without kicking each other in the chins?
2: Yeah. Well, what came to my mind is the old axiom that, you know, that from a leadership perspective, that it's lonely at the top. And I've always thought that, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> and usually it's lonely at the top because the person at the top has made the decisions to be there by themselves. Correct. Um, because they haven't learned about this whole interdependence thing. And because it's some, maybe it's worse here in the Pacific Northwest, the U S but we all we're we're fiercely independent people, but we are all interdependent. And once you um, realize that or grasp onto it or believe it, it's just the way the world was put together and it's lonely at the top because you've decided to be there by yourself and you're not going to be as successful as you otherwise could be until you understand that it's everything's connected and you need to be interdependent so what conroy started talking about um from the very beginning and myra was on too um it's all together and you have to find ways to work together and be interde- interdependent upon each other amen mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: yeah
0: i'm not going to speak oh. anymore because that's perfect
1: yeah got the story it's, it's like uh and for it, me it, that's a lot power. Yeah, you build a tower <laughs> on the back so other people and get their top and say, Hey, nobody else is here. i you what, He
2: stumped on them all, and then you walled yourself off. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's awesome. cool, Conroy. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, brother. If my mic wasn't on a boom, I would have dropped it.
0: <laughs> that's right. Drop the mic, baby.
2: On that note, let's just say
1: we're going to declare victory, close out this podcast, and that was a fabulous way to, to wrap it up. And uh, for those of you listening, again, thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends, give it away as party gifts everybody know because we don't want this to be a hidden gem. If you have comments, questions, concerns, issues, ideas, email us please at leadershipbs.co. Shoot us an email, find us on Facebook. We're here to uh, help you on and answer your questions. So until next time, we are the No More Leadership BS group saying, thank you and goodbye. Let her bye. you later, bye.
3: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at leadershipbs.co. That's leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.